houses could maintain plant life. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. Now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Minus one minute. Put on your gun. Observers without goggles must face away from the blast. One plane, one bomb, one city. 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 Fallout from atomic explosion. Every nuclear or thermonuclear bomb throws into the air a large cloud of radioactive particles. These man-made radioisotopes remain aloft for very periods of time, but most of them eventually return to Earth. It is this return which is known as fallout.
guys, I just pulled over to use the restroom car drive truck. Look what I when I met Bigfoot, he had a heart on. He was chasing me and then he tripped, but he fell on me and he accidentally went inside me. I yelled so loud I sounded like an 80-year-old bull elephant in the rut. Fuck your team's meeting and fuck teams. Your bullshit team's meeting could have been an email, but instead there you are, pretending to be interested. While Michael from marketing takes in mighty shit, put his microphone unmuted. How the fuck do people still not know how to mute and unmute a microphone after all this fucking time? Fuck me. Say no to teams meetings organized by lonely motherfuckers with nobody to talk to. And instead, fake a connectivity issue and do something joyful with your day. Fuck teams. That is all. Difference. I paraphrase the former secretary of the Department of the Interior. James Watt, if you want to see an example of failed socialism, go to an Indian reservation. The poorest and richest reservations in our nation suffer from identical problems. Mismanagement, a bloated patronage system, no checks and balances, and tribal government's waiver of sovereignty in order to initiate debt. This is not anything new. This is an everyday occurrence in all tribal governments. Problem is leadership. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn, burn mother. And I gotta tell you folks, we're having a big problem this year. The economy really sucks. Now, I hate to point fingers at anybody, but the president administration probably has a lot to do with that. And the way I see it, they're not going to quit doing it until they bring this country to its knees. So I think we should all rise up and we should stop this administration from what they're doing because they're destroying this country. They're driving us into bankruptcy so that they can impose socialism on us. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I'm sick and damn tired of it. And I know you are too. But I know that the Marine Corps is going to be here forever. This administration won't. Semper Fi. God bless you all. All right. part, which is a section that contains what I call excerpts from the government Bible. I call it that because as you can tell from part one, there's a small segment of the United States government that makes scientific and technological judgments from a knowledge base that is not available to the general public. If the following information is true, the United States government also makes judgments on a historical, philosophical, and even theological level from a knowledge base that is not available to the general public. These are excerpts from some of that information. As part of my indoctrination into the program at S4, I would randomly be taken into a small room which contained a table, a chair, and 120 or so briefings in blue folders. I'd be left there to read for varying amounts of time, usually about half an hour. These briefings contained a wide spectrum of information, mostly relating to aliens and alien technology. 
These reports appear to be an overview of alien information which can be used to brief scientists from any field about the scope of the whole project and not just their specific field of endeavor. The overview of Project Galileo was accurate. I read the overview and later witnessed evidence which proved it to be accurate. So it is possible that scientists involved with other projects could have seen evidence that these other overviews were also accurate, but I can't make that assertion. To me, these reports were simply words on paper. So to keep from saying allegedly and supposedly in every sentence, I'll relay this information to you as I read it, since I've already put this disclaimer on it. This technology that you've learned about thus far was brought here by some alien beings from the Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2 star system. These stars are located in the constellation of Reticulum, which can only be seen from the southern hemisphere. Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system, which means it has two stars, and is located approximately 30 light years from Earth. These beings are from Reticulum 4, which is the fourth planet out from Zeta Reticuli 2. This is the way star systems were referred to in these reports. They simply designate the name of the star and the number of planets from the nearest to the furthest from the star. For instance, our sun was designated as Sol, and the Earth was referred to as Sol 3 because we're the third planet out from the sun. A day on Reticulum 4 is 90 Earth hours long. The beings are 3 to 4 feet tall and weigh 25 to 50 pounds. They have grayish skin and large heads with almond-shaped wraparound eyes. They have very slight nose, mouth, and ear positions and are hairless. Any dates in the information regarding these beings were written in a six-digit number which began with 1623. Since I had no idea what the six-digit number was for the present year, I had no way of calculating when these beings arrived, or at least arrived this time. These beings said that they had been visiting Earth for a long time and presented photographic evidence which they contended was over 10,000 years old. There was an exchange of hardware and information in Central Nevada until 1979, at which time there was a conflict which brought the program to an abrupt halt. The beings left, but were to return at a 1623 date, and I don't know what that date is. With the remaining hardware and information, the U.S. government started the back engineering program. In May of 1987, some scientists took an antimatter reactor to an underground blast facility on the Nevada test site to perform an experiment. Unfortunately for them, their experiment required them to cut the reactor open, which resulted in their deaths. This explosion was explained to others at the test site as a previously unannounced low-yield underground nuke test. I was hired in December of 1988 to replace one of these men. These beings conveyed information about the capability of affecting the human brain to anesthetize the human body. This is done without any physical contact from a remote source. For this anesthesia to be accomplished, the brain has to be in a relaxed state similar to that required for hypnosis. As I'm sure you now know, it was impossible for me to corroborate the information in the second section. And obviously, if this information is true, the ramifications are far-reaching, and you don't have to be a nuclear physicist to figure that out. So before I bring this to an end, there are a couple of questions I should address for you. The first one is, how did I get into this program?
listen up, man. This is your own chair. You think you're fit? You think you got the right stuff? Try to beat this. Arms all the way up. Anything short is cheap. Sorry. And it's located. Time to come death. By the time you're my age, maybe you'll be fit too. this oh hey and we're live everybody we don't have van today we don't have brandy today we and beer juice will be joining us later <laughs> so wendigo you've got something sort of cryptid to talk about oh uh, yeah i guess it's kind of cryptid news this is an old um it's actually kind of an old a um article about uh, this 
Discovery, but this is from, uh, oh boy, what is it called? What, what is the name of the park? I think it's called like Ikiosaur, um Park in like Nevada or something like that. And um, they found like a cave-like sort of area and there was a bunch of Ichthyosaur bones around the entrance to this area. And um, what the the archaeologist was saying is... um, So it it matches very much like what octopus do, right? What do octopus do? So they'll arrange like um, the body parts and shit of things they've eaten outside of their nest. They like to keep the inside of their nest cleanly, the inside of their layers. So they'll basically toss everything out of it, like uh, that they've eaten. And sometimes, and it seems like they actually use it as like decoration. So basically, they decorate their front yard with dead stuff. That sounds pretty based in metal. Yeah, like it's 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 definitely funny. That is pretty neat. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a what, type of bird that does that. It just impales its prey on spiky branches. Yeah. So the thing is, though, is ichthyosaurs. I believe they're like roughly forty feet long. Or they were supposed to be forty foot long, uh, reptilian, basically fish. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're reptiles. Um, but basically, they look like sharks, like weird looking sharks, except huge. So the person was this, the archaeologist was thinking this is a octopus layer, right? But you know, an octopus preying upon forty foot long reptiles would have to be pretty big. Oh yeah, I mean. And, Truth, truth be told, man. I mean, it's not too much of a far cry to say that there's a giant octopus out there somewhere. I mean, we found that giant squid after all these years. Oh well, yeah. What's the depth that this is at? Um, I'm not sure what the depth would have been for Cause, this. Because they get you only get bigger with depth. Like the deeper it is, the the, the larger. Well, it will but don't they need more oxygen? Um, hold on one second. So, well, I think octopus would be fine. Uh, so here's the thing. Um. Okay, I was wrong about the ichthyosaurs. They're actually larger than I thought. They're 45 feet. Not too much, but... And they found nine skeletons of them kind of around this cave entrance. Um, I'm just trying to find the depth now because I didn't. I don't, I don't remember it off the top of my head. So that would that be called a pod? Since isn't that the group of them? Or that's whales, right? Uh, a pod, yeah. A pod's a group of whales. I don't remember what a group of... Um, Octopi. Dolphins and whales. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that it even has a name. Yeah, I, I think that... But the thing is, is this nest would most likely be... Uh, they're, 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 uh, they have weird social interactions, and octopus are territorial a lot of the time. So I think it would probably be a singular octopus, unless it had, you know, offspring in there. Consortium. Jesus Christ! Of course, there's gotta be something that fancy for fucking octopus. <laughs> a coincidence of a coincidence of octopus. No, no, no that's, they, I don't think you can see that word here. I would call it a Lovecraftian of octopus. Yeah, Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian. That'd be cool. That'd be, that'd be cool. An, title. an Eldritch of octopus. Yeah, Eldritch yeah that sounds octopus. even better. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not like you know, it's it's circumstantial evidence, right? This, but it it is very interesting circumstantial evidence, and I mean. Like Har was saying, it's it's pretty like there's a lot of people, there's a lot of sci- scientists that think that giant octopus exists still. 
isn't the same thing as whatever they think this is. I mean, yeah, they're kind of hard to measure, not. right? Because it can change shape. Or um, to an extent, they they can too. They can definitely make themselves significantly smaller, even the big ones. Uh, yeah. So. I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, so an octopus and also squid, they um, they can usually fit through anything that is larger than their beak. Yep. Yeah, that's the rule. The beak is what makes it so they can't get through things. Especially the octopus. The octopus is a little more... Uh, it's, in terms of like what we know, it's like usually octopi are a little more wiggly. They're able to get through some more stuff. Um, now... This is a bit of a pet peeve of mine because I know some Greek. You know what? You know what the um, you know what the actual uh, plural for octopus is? Octopuses? What? Uh, octopodes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. That makes sense. Too. Kind of like pseudopod or something like that. Uh... Uh, no, it would be octopode. Uh, you're thinking of cephalopod. Oh, okay. But so... uh, yeah, cephalopodes is so they call them... for that. Okay, are they call them like eight feet or something like that? Yeah, I, I fucking I fucking hate English so much. Yeah, it 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 is what it is, man. I but um, yeah, like the Luska is a jet. You know, the stories of the Luska, which we've talked about here before, that's a giant, basically a giant octopus. I mean, they say it has a shark head and stuff, but I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That seems like just dumb uh, yeah, islander is, stuff. Yeah, I mean, mistaking the, mis mistaking the beak for shark head. Yeah, yeah well, the thing is with the Luska disappearances, though, is like an octopus, like a lot of the time anyway, an octopus can drag you down without leaving blood. In a yeah. lot of Luska disappearances, they get dragged down. There's no blood. Yeah, shark with the perfect crime. Oh. Yeah, and octopus will save its food for later. So there's, you know, in a certain in a certain sense, there's no reason for them they're to like. So, they're like Dexter. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they died of. Yeah, it's like they, they just uh, give you cement shoes and leave you at the bottom of the ocean until they want to eat you. Um, but you know, it, it's like I said, it's circumstantial evidence, but it's interesting to think about and um. We're pretty sure there's more than one species of, uh, I think there's more than one species. There's giant squid and colossal squid. And then a lot of um, scientists think there is a giant octopus out there. Is it as large as this one? Probably not. But, I mean, the giant uh, Pacific octopus already reaches like a size like 20 feet. That's pretty big. So, yeah. And some people think the Luska is even just a giant Pacific octopus somehow in the Caribbean. But... That that's a whole rabbit hole. Uh, I think it would be something, pr probably something unique or a unique group of octopus that live in the Caribbean, just because those blue holes, you know, you you wouldn't be able to fucking find anything down there. Like you, you, people don't really go that deep into them. <clears throat> All right, moving on. We've got some mud shotties, <laughs> and we got quite a bit this week. <laughs> so we'll start with this. Uh, Mugshotty number one. She was arrested for theft over $100,000 in value. Residential burglary. Grand larceny of 100000 or more. Administering drugs to aid in commission of a felony. And grand larceny between $5,000 and $25,000. Cool. Uh, I love stealing from grocery stores. I love her. Not, I know which one you're talking about. I love I, her. I'm, I'm not into this chick. I mean, she's, not, she's okay looking, but, you know. She's based. 
I mean, she's, she's very eight. impressive with what she stole. I mean, I yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. Wait, is she yeah. the one? She's not the one who hit. Who hit? Uh, did we talk about the one who hit the rings in her cooter yet? Uh, no. no okay. I don't, I don't think we even talked about that. Okay. What? What of the mug shotties did that? <laughs> so this is mug shotty number two. She was arrested for disorderly conduct, but there was not much else said about it. I think she's a bit cuter than the other one. Looks like she's maybe did a little bit of crying because there's mascara on the other side of her yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah. I love when women like fuck around and find out and they start crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I refuse to look at the images, though. I'm loyal to one woman only. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Well, you, do, you don't like DWIGF? <laughs> so, uh, Mugshotty number three was arrested for operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Literally me. Yeah, she's looking pretty cute. Uh, I'm not a fan of the double pierced nose, but you know, other than that, yeah. she's really cute. Yeah, you know. Sometimes you gotta teach your nose a lesson, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I think piercings are real. I really hate fucking hate piercings. I mean, not in terms of like, I'm not like, gonna so judge evil. you over. Thank I'm not gonna judge people for getting them. It's not like I, I don't care. Like, it's like I can. I just think it's ugly. I just genuinely you know, brother, think it's ugly. My brother in Christ, you have a ball sack piercing. <laughs> oh, God. Don't talk about my Prince Albert. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> At least he doesn't have one of those spouts on the end of his dick so he can like, like have a blowhole like well, a whale. Don't okay. call it a Hell yeah. Dick. Well, a, pr a Prince Albert is when you take a... Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah we know what that is. And the Jacob's yeah, Ladder yeah. is even worse, but... The Jacob's ladder. Yeah, only freaks get those. Imagine calling it. Imagine like like, "What do you want to call this piercing? We're gonna call it a Jacob's fucking ladder." Because you got so many running down the shaft. But anyways, this next mug shotty is arrested for a DUI. I hope she killed a cyclist. No, that was last week's. Yeah, I was gonna say the last. She killed a motorcyclist. She's based. I love her. She's she's number one. Number one mug shoddy of all time. Yeah, she has my heart. Mug I too want to run over five. She is arrested for domestic battery, committed in the physical presence of a child less than 16, while knowing the child is present and might be able to see or hear what was going on. I didn't know that was a crime. I guess it, maybe that de depends on the state or something. Yeah, it maybe. depends on st state, city, ordinance. It's all sorts of different crap like that. <coughs> Okay. This one's fresh, man. This one's like straight from today, like a couple of hours old. Oh, boy. So this one is Mugshotty number six, and she was arrested for battery family violence. So I'm, th I'm thinking like one of the kids got out of line and she had to smack them around a bit. I, I don't think that's a like people just Yeah, people just, just used to do that, man. Like, I don't know, like... Turning that into a whole big thing is kind of crazy. I mean, cringe. she's looking pretty good. I mean, I, I think she's old-fashioned, you know? Uh, she's, she's yeah. like, she looks like she's about six feet tall, a little bit taller. Corporal punishment used to be a thing. It I was going to say, be, like... In schools, there was a whole... There used to be a... I think there was a case about that where it was legal for a while. I was going to say, my, um... My, uh... My mom gave my one... My mom knew my one teacher, and she's like, Yeah, you can, you can beat him if you want. What's called... <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's like for me, it's difficult. It's not gonna make. Yeah, my parents, I think problem. they told the teachers, like, don't hold that kid him harder. He can handle it, kind of shit. Yeah, I was just saying, like, but <laughs> I don't know. I 
I, some of these crimes are bullshit. Like not not in that and like you know. Our last one for today. Uh, okay. She was arrested for theft of personal property, greater than hundred dollars, but less than two hundred. <laughs> Eh. Very I mean, specific. Let me guess, Florida. No, no, it's not Florida. Ohio. No, they didn't, didn't give. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. Do, doesn't exist, and to all viewers out here, if you are from Ohio, <laughs> fuck you. Damn. Uh, Brandy's here, but she missed out on the mug shotties. But... Hey, I'm from Michigan, so obligatory fuck you to to Ohioids. So, so, anyways. <laughs> for the special viewers, you're in for a treat because one of those mugshotties was my ex. And I'll let you at home try to guess which one it was. Oh, good God. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you? Hold on. Are you serious right now? Uh, I, I'm, I, I am dead serious. Oh. I hope she's the one that beat her kids because that's kind of wholesome. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of making bail. You can support the show <laughs> by purchasing a t-shirt oh, from no. tee.pub forward slash LIC forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. Our latest t-shirt is Lizard People Rule Our Country, so get it while it's in sale. It'd make a great <laughs> Christmas present for someone that you like or don't like. Um, you can also donate to streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 as in number 1 forward slash tip. Or you can donate to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman. And uh, if you make a donation while we're live on air, we will read your comments. And if you support the show enough, we'll give you an invite to our private Discord. We'll give you a special title of Atomic Tours so others will know that you are a financial backer of the show. Did, did, did someone just leave? Or? Oh, okay. So, so Brandy's here. You, you have some, uh, some news about Axel Rose? No, I don't. Oh. Sad. I thought, thought she did. Happened to him. He's I been told going you. off lately. So, so no, I had the the whole like program keeps like getting like weirdly like robotic for me, so I have to keep like hanging up. Number one, number two, that article was satire. Uh, <laughs> I wish that was true. That I was, was, so I thought, I was like trying to figure out where he got a Wolverine and how he's able to throw it to I mean, To be fair, he would have he got sued into fucking oblivion if that was no, true. No, I think he would have gotten away with it because he's Axl Rose. Alright, to yeah, all the listeners at home, buy a Wolverine and throw it in your neighbor's window. We, we don't advocate for that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I read the story. Disavow. Disavow, disavow. I'm different. Uh, I'm different. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Uh, don't I, buy a Wolverine, and definitely don't throw it in your neighbor's window. Buy, hey, a, Hugh, buy a Hugh Jackman and throw it in your neighbor's so, window. So we'll <laughs> or buy a Kevin Spacey and do it. Current events yeah. since I guess the event didn't happen. So American journalist Grant Wall collapsed and died while covering the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. He was 48 years old. Now, Wall reportedly stricken in the press area of the Argentine Netherlands match against a Lucille Iconic Stadium. Now, officials said he received immediate medical attention was subsequently transferred to the Hamad General Hospital prior to his death. Uh, his agent, Tim Scanlon, told the New York Times that Wall had gotten acute distress during the final minutes of the quarterfinal match. And his agent told the New York Times that uh, he uh, was recovering from the press tribune. So U.S. media seated near him and said that he fell back in his seat in the media tribune at the Lucille Iconic Stadium during extra time. And reporters adjacent to him called for assistance. Now, for those who don't know... This is the journalist that threw his fit for being denied entry for wearing a gay pride shirt earlier at the Qatari World Cup. 
Um, for being away. So, so yeah, they denied him entry because he was like sporting this huge like gay pride shirt, and they were like, "You can't come in wearing that." And then he tried to throw a hissy fit like on social media about it. I'm like, dude, respect the culture of Qatar. You know, they're the host nation. You know, you should expect. You know, they're not gonna be cool yeah. with that. Uh, the U.S. household wealth is down $13.5 trillion in 2022, the second and fastest nice. decline on record. So only the 2008 Whoa. through Let's 2009 uh, financial crisis is worse than the Biden 2022 economic crisis for now. Oh, and just wait for the interest rates. Just wait for the interest yeah, rates. Yeah, you know it can go it's for gonna be awesome. It's going to get Let's worse. Go. So, so sadly, it won't stop Democrats from spending more money and sinking the economy. And I'm sure throwing our money to Ukraine's wars isn't helping the matter either. So, uh, I mean, Democrats, the, their voter base can't even fucking read. So, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. So, uh, just as uh, our following is growing on TikTok, a bipartisan bill to ban TikTok in the United States was introduced <laughs> on Congress on Tuesday. And uh, the averting of the national threat to internet surveillance, oppressive censorship, and influence the algorithmic learning by the averting the national threat of internet uh, surveillance... Uh, the Chinese Communist Party or Anti-Social CCCP Act would forbid transitions to TikTok or prevent the parent company ByteDance LTD or a subsidiary of the successful company, uh, or was it, uh, of the two. Additionally, it would prohibit transactions with the social media companies backed by China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Cuba, and Venezuela. And Senator Marco Rubio of Florida introduced the Senate version of the bill by reps Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin and Raja Kishmurthy of Illinois introduced the House version. So the federal government has yet to take a single meaningful action to protect American users from the threat of TikTok. And this isn't about creative videos. This is about an app that is collecting data of tens of millions of American children and adults every day, said Rubio. We don't know if it's used to manipulate feeds or influence elections. We do know... It answers the People's Republic of China, and there is no more time to waste a meaningless negotiation with the CCP puppet company. It's time for the bad Beijing control TikTok for good. So TikTok is a digital fentanyl, and it's addicting Americans, collecting troves of their data. And oh, here's the thing, though. I, I don't think you need TikTok to rig American elections. I think you already have the yeah. inner whoa, city whoa, for whoa, that. Whoa. We, we, can't, yeah. we can't talk about that kind of stuff. It's, it's, yeah. We can talk oh, about oh, other oh, country oh. shit, but not oh, ours. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, because that'll get not, us censored. Oh, oh. Yeah. Really? I, I, oh. I, I don't know if we'll get us removed from like Facebook, but we'll have to find like another platform soon, You know, depending on oh, okay. I, I didn't know that was yeah. actually a thing that gets you in trouble. Yeah, 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 it's it's like another term of service thing on YouTube. You oh, I, I thought they it. would just do. That. I thought they would just put the little thing on the bottom, like, oh yeah, this is a fake news. Yeah, like or... what's that thing was election denial or yeah, like, yeah, shit like that. The yeah, I thought they would just do that. Shit. Yeah, or they called it Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, guys, we don't advocate for you uh, throwing action figures of Hugh Jackman through your neighbor's window, and uh, you know, we we don't advocate for uh, saying. Uh, uh, yeah. things about keep, keep voting, guys. Keep voting. Yeah, just just yeah, vote yeah. harder. It's gonna yeah, matter. Yeah, just vote harder. It'll, just it'll, it'll, get those it'll out of office. Um, but still, though, <laughs> I, I I can't really see any fault in banning TikTok. It's basically just a cancer on the internet. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad because we get way more views on TikTok than we do when we upload to YouTube. I mean, yeah. unless you're getting yeah. ad revenue from it, fuck it. Who cares? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ad revenue is basically jack and shit anyway so it's at a time where the chinese communist party and other adversaries abroad are seeking advantage against the united states through espionage and mass surveillance it is imperative that we do not allow hostile powers 
potentially control social media networks that could be weaponized against us, said uh, Krish North. The uh, bipartisan anti-social CCP Act is a strong step to protecting our nation from nefarious digital surveillance and influence operations of the totalitarian regimes, except ours. Uh, recent revelations surrounding the death of TikTok's ties to CCP highlight the urgency of protecting Americans from these risks before it's too late. A handful of states, including South Dakota, Maryland, have already banned TikTok for official use. So a living pod could replace your apartment, and it costs only $24,000 and just takes a day to install. A UK-based oh. former Rolls-Royce engineer believes that he has found the solution to one of the UK's biggest issues, the dire state of housing available in the, the king's country. And I thought the biggest issue of all was the violent knife crime. You know what it reminds you of? It gets a huge clockwork orange vibes. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I have an even better solution. Instead of building pods for people, just have them buy shipping containers to live out of. Uh, they're starting to do uh, that. Yes. Yeah, I, I know, I've, I've I know seen advertisements are. for it. I don't want to live. It, 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 it looks like yeah. a fucking. It looks like it belongs like a house in fucking Pakistan. What happened to those? Like, I'm gonna be moving out of state here soon, and I, I, I saw, see those, and I just think they're tornado yeah, magnets. You know where I'm from. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw one on Zillow, and mind you, I'm gonna be moving to the East Coast, which is hurricane country. So, I mean, I, I saw one of these on Zillow, and I'm just, it's, what the fuck, man? So I don't get it. So, a new uh, study published this month, the American Journal of Medicine claimed that those unvaccinated from COVID-19 virus were more likely to get in traffic accidents, drawing outrage on Twitter. The study's authors suggested insurance companies should make changes to policies of unvaccinated individuals. The observed risk might also justify changes to driver insurance policies in the future. The Canadian researcher <laughs> advised principal investigator of the study, Dr. Donald Riddlemeyer at the Sunny Book Research Institute, claimed that his research demonstrated traffic risks were 50 to 70 percent more frequent for adults who had not been vaccinated compared to those who had. Now, this doesn't mean that COVID-19 vaccination directly prevents traffic crashes. Instead, it suggests that adults who do not follow public health advice may also neglect the rules of the road, he concluded. And if this keeps up, yeah. I might just have to stop paying for car insurance. It's nothing more than a big scam if you're a good driver. Yeah, so honest, honestly, it's... All I gotta do is put some Mexican plates in my car and not pay insurance, and they won't do shit to me. Yeah, they... <laughs> Jack, yeah, I I wanna, that's what I'm gonna do. Because yeah. if I see a car on the highway and it has Sonoran plates, those are the guys I try to avoid because they don't give a yeah. fuck. Around around here, I think it's best for me to throw on some Toronto plates because, <laughs> well, I, I'm 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 a stone's throw away from fucking Ontario, so I I guess it's you know sorry or Ontario plates, not Toronto, but still I'm a stone's throw away, so it's you know so better to use. So, so the mother of a 13-year-old boy who was facing relentless verbal and physical bullying at his Texas middle school is partnering with the Goldwater Institute to try and get information just how bad the school's bully infestation is. <coughs> the Institute reported the situation involves Terry uh, Kumchel and her son, for whom two years endured bullying from other students, mostly because of his Korean-American heritage. I've never heard of that happening. Usually, right. But anyway... Uh, it's made of... Yeah, he's probably making it up just like Tim Pole. And so one horrifying assault oh, even left the now eighth grader with a ruptured eardrum. The water. Uh, institute said uh, so they've been asking the director of health for details for the bully problem. The response was that but she couldn't get some answers. And if she paid a $7,000 fee to the school, 
uh, parents shouldn't have to pay thousands of dollars just to access uh, simple information on what's going on with their children's schools, explained uh, Orr Norand, a lawyer volunteering his services with the Goldwater American Freedom Network. Texas law is clear on the matter, and I intend to fight this excessive uh, public uh, records fee and defend Terry's right to access public information. He has filed an appeal with the Texas Attorney General's Office of the district's excessive fee demand. In response, the district lawyer told Terry that accessing the simple information would cost $7,111.12 in public records fees that he reported. So I'm uh, surprised uh, no one sued the miss like you know the missing for one thing the records fees for that. I'm surprised no one sued over that. But the National mm. Park Service is asking for for that's, that. That's because, that was fucking ridiculous too. Because the parks aren't getting bullied, that's why. Uh, <laughs> The mother was quoted as saying, "Is that my son has been a victim of bullying and assaults for over two years. When I asked questions about the incidents, I received inconsistent responses from different district administrators. Other families have publicly uh, voiced the same concerns and significant issues within our district. Don't I have the right to know what's going on with my child's public school? So this information that a school district should easily able to obtain provide parents without concern of sharing private or sensitive information goldwater said your kids can't get bullied if you hold the school is what i'm saying yeah i mean public schools are um, they're they can't just bully each other like that's what they do they're not like it's not for any reason these kids are just you either get you either get tougher or you get smarter and get someone to beat the bully up for you or Or you're just quiet enough like i was and no one no one notices you you blend in well, I was gonna say I used to just have like a I, like I got a lot of friends that are like black women, so like whenever I need to like beat up like whenever a chick would beat a bitch, I just had like the black girls I knew beat the shit. So a woman who married a rag doll reveals that he uh, quote unquote cheated just as the pair were set to celebrate their first wedding anniversary. Mary Von Roca Mores, thirty-seven from Brazil, for hit headlines earlier this year after revealing that she had met the love of her life, a rag doll named Marcelo. So since she admitted their relationship is hanging on by a thread after claiming that he cheated on her, the latest twist, a very bizarre tale, she's claimed that he went to a motel with another woman and even said that she found text on his phone. So after a whirlwind romance, she claimed they would have fallen pregnant. And as she didn't want to have the baby out of wedlock, the two uh, decided to get hitched to a ceremony attended by 250 people. Soon she gave birth in only 35 minutes while at home while... A doctor and nurse on site and live streamed the ordeal to an audience of 200 people. <laughs> so while overjoyed about the new arrival, uh, Mary Vaughn uh, revealed that she was starting to have doubts about the relationship because she's the only breadwinner and they are struggling to pay the bills. Now the mother of three and her ragdoll lover are sleeping in separate beds after she caught him cheating with another woman. In a bid to share her uh, stringy romance online, uh, she exposed the betrayal on TikTok, racking up 1.6 million views and over 120,000 likes. But Yvonne said that, quote, I was very sad and I could barely sleep because I love my husband so much. But he denied the betrayal. I found out through a friend who told me that she saw Marcelo entering a hotel with another woman while I was hospitalized three nights and three days with... Marcellinho, our son who had a virus. At first, I thought he was lying, but then I started looking through <sighs> his phone and saw conversations that made me sure that he was cheating. So he kept denying everything and said he loves me very much as well as asking for forgiveness and crying a lot. The argument was ugly and uh, scared our son who was crying. So I shouted to him, don't you see what you've done? 
I've asked him who the woman was, and he didn't respond. So Mary Vaughn claims that she told her husband to sleep in the living room, as she didn't want to try and stay in the same room due to the betrayal. Now, while she planned on kicking him out, she decided against this for the sake of the children, named Carol and Diego, and their newborn son. So imagine the scarecrow, Doctor. It's a lie, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I guess. I guess the scarecrow did get a brain, but clearly he's not using it very much. <laughs> so, a Canadian transgender shop teacher is back in the news again. And students Weird. are now threatened with suspension if they photograph the trans teacher with size Z prosthetic tits. As it is revealed that he had a permanent security detail and is walking around on crutches after a skydiving mishap. And so, the next story, uh, it happens in Uganda, and I decided that to do it real justice, I needed to look at the article from BBC Pigeon. Not just any language will do. Okay, so, uh, I, 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 I speak Pigeon, so I mean, I can, I can read it pretty good for you. So, so it, oh. it goes, uh, how one two-year-old boy survives hippopotamus attack for Uganda. So one two-year-old boy doesn't survive hippopotamus attack near Imhom for southwestern Uganda. Igapal Binde play near the shores of Lake Edward when the hippopotamus attack um. The animal grabbed the boy and swallowed half in body, police talk. Police add say one local man way day around come began throw stones for the hippopotamus body to pursue and come out. <clears throat> Ugandan Wildlife Authority no agree with this account of this story. Them tell BBC say the hippopotamus attacked the boy instead of swallow am. According to police, oh, after the attack way happened on 4 December, them rushed the small shit. boy go medical center way the nearby to treat am for him injuries. Later, them come transfer the boy to Buera Hospital where doctors give precautionary rabies vaccine. Police say the incident marked the first time way hippo. They stray from the lake and attack anyone, but the animals weigh feet way up to 1.5 tons. They estimate to kill around 500 people a year in Africa. And officers warn locals say the animals fit the humans as a threat and any interaction fit caused them to act strangely or aggressively. Hippos, not the third largest living land animal, and their teeth fit reach up. 50.8 centimeters in length. Despite the size, them feet also reach speeds up to 20 miles per hour. While the animals not ever force them feet become highly aggressive when them feel threatened or their habitats they disturb it. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot to take a, in. Yeah. Can we please just appreciate the lovely <laughs> culture of Uganda and furthermore the beautiful uh, language of pigeon. I mean, Ugandan warlords are based. They know the way. So, uh, <laughs> the Fleetwood Mac dream skateboarder has been arrested as Idaho home. And, oh, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, so police say the state trooper pulled over a red Chevy Silverado Nathan Apocado was driving because of expired registration tags. And when we walked up to the truck, the officer smelled marijuana. The trooper noticed edibles in the car when Nathan was searching frantically for his registration papers and when he was digging through his glove box. That's when he was asked to step outside of his vehicle. Idaho State Police say Nathan admitted to the weed in the truck and they found three packages of THC gummies and a marijuana dab scraping tool with a waxy residue. 
Nathan is known on social media as Dogface, and he was arrested for two misdemeanors of pot possession and possession of paraphernalia. So, uh, a 36-year-old Michigan man with filed-down teeth is in custody after police discovered he kidnapped a vulnerable woman, sexually assaulted her for three weeks, and threatened to rip her throat out if she didn't do what he told her to do. So Genesee County Sheriff uh, Chris Swanson on Wednesday revealed disturbing details in the case at the press conference that led to the arrest of Michael Barajas, age 36, on December 8th. Swanson said Barajas had filed his teeth down to points and threatened to bite the victim and rip her throat out during the course of the three-week imprisonment. Swanson said the week of Thanksgiving, a pregnant woman in her early 20s had been kicked out of her home. Barajas spotted the vulnerable woman walking on the street alone and pulled his car up. He offered her a warm shower, a bite to eat, and a place to stay. The victim accepted, not knowing that he would repeatedly rape and traffic for the following three weeks. Once the pair arrived to a dilapidated house, Barajas allegedly locked her inside a room and tied her to a bed. Genesee officials said they found rope at the scene. The victim's room had exterior deadbolt, and all the windows in the home were screwed shut. Barajas repeatedly sexually assaulted the pregnant woman and had other people come over and sexually assault and traffic her, the police said. This guy used the opportunity to not only sexually assault but have people come over and traffic her as she was tied forcibly to the bed while they assaulted her, Swanson said. Genesee County uh, uh, Sheriff's Office. Michael Bras had filed his teeth down to points, and then they repeated that. I don't know why. Um, but they said the first time she ran out of an open door during exchange, but Bras and the other suspects chased her down, firing shots at her and dragging her back to the bedroom. A second attempt escape also led her recapture on December 8th. The victim uh, suffered a medical emergency related to her pregnancy and she was seen by nurses who recognized that she was in serious need of help. Swanson said that during the entire time she was kept at the house, Barajas threatened... I don't know why they repeat that line. So after the nurses alerted uh, authorities to the woman's need, the police raided the home, arrested Barajas on multiple charges, including human trafficking, kidnapping, sexual assault, possession of methamphetamines, Ecstasy and other charges. So, uh, Barajas was booked to jail on a $250,000 bind. And that covers it for our current events. We got some schizo videos, so I'm going to put those up on the screen. You already have them, right? And... And how you guys doing? play the schizo going off well, this is very important in reference to this government man you know my family history there's Italian family history Catholic or Jewish and uh, French family history and Asian family history and some people say they thought my teeth had like an Asian Italian European uh, acknowledgement of course and then this government man damaged my teeth and then this man copied my teeth and then this government man was trying to go around wearing teeth that are fake that looked like mine and then he was trying to claim that he possibly had Asian family history this man and this man was a Nazi or something see if you look at some Asian people's teeth you'll see some similarities to some of my in some of my pictures before they had damaged my teeth in reference to my father and mother and grandparents and, you know, history of some things, you know. So this government Nazi or this Middle Eastern Nazi damaged my teeth 
and tried oh, to copy my teeth, and then he tried to claim <laughs> okay. he had the same oh, Asian back family history of my great-great-grandparents. Aren't great, they saying it was, like, Woody Harrelson's great, dad great, or something? Great, great, great or Woody Harrelson's dad, like, apparently claimed that he did. Information on this man that's been damaged. There's a few different teeth. theories, but the one I go with is this man one mob guy who later just... Relative of one of my. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll get banned if I say uh, the, the D word now. So I can't even say you know that he got uh, long, you know yeah. what they actually did to him. But some mob long guy history. who was there ended up you know, things, you know not around anymore. He got he got removed from chat. <laughs> yeah, after, after the Kennedy thing, that is. Hmm. I think that social media they have to they make you say unalive, which is like I don't know if Klaus is even. And I feel like it's Orwellian speak now that they're making people say unalive. I don't know what the is the storm is the storm over there? Like what the fuck? No, there's no storm here. I was I was playing the video and I was like, why the fuck is everyone so quiet? The worst fucking blizzard we've had in years here. We've got like five inches of snow covering everything at all times. Okay, like right now I can't even share my screen with you. <laughs> so I got audio on the live stream, and I can see what he's sharing. I can hear him talk through the live stream, but we can't hear him in Discord. He's out of the channel. I'm, I'm back in Discord. Message him. He's back in here now, message, but... him on, message him on the stream. Are, are you unable to hear me in Discord? What are you trying to message him? Oh. Just tell him. Yeah, we cannot hear you in Discord. Hold on. Oh. All right. Hello? Hello? Basin fed pill. Something with his audio stuff that, like... Jesus. I don't know, his audio was really good earlier. I was only making talk about his audio was really good earlier. Now it's like... Oh, man. Uh, uh, Discord's uh, fucking you. There. Maybe you should... Maybe you should, like, re... Hello, can you hear me? I don't get oh, oh, yeah. there we go. I hear the voice I, do, I don't know what happened, too. but I just had to I had to like unplug and replug my mic in, so that was really weird because I was I was uh -huh. showing this schizo talking and I didn't hear anybody talking and I was like, what, what? Yeah, he he's playing the schizo video, which I can see, but I... let's see if it'll. I don't know if it's my internet's fucking up or what, because there's no storms going on here. Okay, that's yeah. all. Your name might be Discord itself. Yeah, it could be yeah. Discord fucking us. So if I can't share my screen, we might just go under the topic at hand, which I think we'll just end up doing now. Okay. Oh. Yeah, two more videos. There were like short little schizo rants, but we can save them for next show. So, uh, I guess we could talk about angels since it's the season, and we want to kind of try to make up for a horrible uh, Book of Enoch episode. So. Uh, oh. Let's start off with like the Order of Angels. Yeah. And work God our way. rescue me, gentlemen. Yeah. Now, so. um, angels, the hierarchy and whatnot are pretty strange. Yeah. So um, I think they call them a choir of angels. The way the the best way yeah. To, yeah. to say the so, hierarchy is like they're different choirs instead of you know. Uh, yeah. So. At the very top, you have the seraphim. Yeah, so I, yeah, I got that saying that they're the highest order. And yeah. that, that they serve as guardians or attendants before God's throne. And only Bible mm -hmm. verse where there are references in Isaiah 6.2 uh, 
1-7, where they praise God, calling holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Is that what we think of an archangel being? No, no. So no, well, that's that's later on. But like, what what's interesting oh. to note about the seraphim is they have six wings, and two yes. of the wings cover their face, and two cover their feet. But the other two yeah, the are first flying. like uh, six orders of angels are basically Lovecraftian horrors. The oh. the, re- the reason behind uh, having two wings to cover their feet is to hide them from God, for they are filthy. And the two wings to cover their face are to shield their eyes from the glory of God. Yeah, because I heard like nothing could uh, witness the the glory of God on his throne. It was like too powerful even for the angels to witness. I, I had heard from yeah. some source that the covering the feet was interpreted by some people as covering their like their genitals, like <laughs> like like nudity. Yeah, well, I mean, it does cover those too, but it also covers their feet. Too. It was so people on Twitter couldn't elude them. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so they couldn't make Roll Thirty Four art. Oh, no. <laughs> they, just... no, always... they, they do it anyway. It doesn't Unfortunately. So, so, so following the seraphim and the angelic hierarchy comes the cherubim, and they're the second yeah. highest of the nine order of the angels. And these angels are manlike in appearance, double winged. And uh, guardians of God's glory. So in the New Testament, they're often considered to be celestial attendants in the apocalypse. Reference in Revelations 4 through 6, thrones. Well, um, oh, no, that's thrones not... is the next classification. I guess. Yeah, 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 cherubim's yeah, next. Yeah, so that's not quite true. The cherubim, uh, it's then it's the archangels after the cherubim. So... So I got Arch- thrones is next, and there were classes. I think we're looking, we're looking at the Catholic. I think we're looking at Catholic one. I don't know. Yeah. So the cherubim. What's special about them is, uh, I'm sure everyone's seen those memes <sighs> of "Be not afraid." So the many wheels, the flaming wheels covered in eyes surrounding them. I thought that was the thrones, man. I think that's thrones. I think I thought cherubim were the ones with the four faces, four wings. Man, no, like the, 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 the cherubim were supposed to be the babies, the naked babies. Uh, no, the uh, naked babies are a Catholic invention. Yeah, that, that's just the later yeah, invention. It's, it's, they, they, took, they took the form of arrows or Cupid. Yeah. They made that yeah. a quarter yeah. cherub. Yeah, so then there's the thrones who have the uh, many faces. Yeah, so this one says they are mentioned by the Apostle Paul in Colossians 1, uh, uh, whatever the thing is, colon 16, the verse says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him for him. So the thrones are angels of humility, peace, and submission. Uh, If the lower choir of angels need access to God, they would have to go through the thrones to get that... uh, permission yeah so after that then there's the archangels the archangels are kind of special though so So, when it comes to the archangels um, they're special in the regard that they don't really much follow an order um for example saint michael the archangel the tormentor of hell and the leader of heaven's uh the leader of heaven's armies, uh, he is something of an outlier when it comes to that. Same thing with uh, Gabriel the Archangel and many others. So, so I've got like the the Dominions were the next group, 
and they keep the world in proper order. So they're known for delivering God's justice in unjust situations, showing mercy toward human beings, and helping angels in the lower ranks stay organized and perform their work efficiently. They are also recognized for expressing unconditional love at the same time as they express God's justice. And then it has archangels where it mentions yeah. that they are a herald of the good news because they are sent by God to deliver important messages to mankind. They're the ones that communicate and yeah. interact with us. That, yeah, so that is true. They are heralds as well. However, they also do fall outside of the order in the sense that they yeah. have other duties that require them to have free travel. Yeah, so in the classification I heard, though, it's a little different, where they're in the, the Archangel's technically in the lowest order, because the lowest order is the one that communicates with, like, humans. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are, like, lower on some sort of totem pole. It's just the lowest order communicates more with the, uh, it's basically the the orders in, uh, that I always heard is basically their interaction with the physical world, right? With yeah. the highest order being the ones that are like the least uh, interactive with the physical world and then the middle orders. And... Yeah, so this one will say that Michael's believed to be the angel who delivered uh, God's divine inspiration to John of the Book of Revelations and is known as the protector of the church. Uh, did I just lose Discord? Yeah, there he is again. Oh, man, I just got disconnected from Discord and reconnected. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so oh. as I was saying... Uh, uh, what was it that uh, Michael's believed to be the angel delivered God's divine inspiration to John in the book of Revelations is known as protector of the church, guarding her from evil. So Michael is most likely known for his role expelling Lucifer from heaven. Gabriel is first mentioned in the book of Daniel and helps Daniel in his mission on earth. Later on, Gabriel appears to Zechariah and the Blessed Virgin Mary, delivering greatest message ever that God meant to incarnate and set his... Uh, tent with us. Raphael's mentioned the book Tobit to heal Tobit and deliver Sarah from a demon. Uh, Raphael accomplishes both as disguised as a human guiding Tobias along the way and instructing him what to do. Uh, the next one says the powers. And the powers are considered warrior angels as defend against evil, defending not only the cosmos but humanity as well. And they also are called the powers because they have the power over the devil in order to restrain and power all the demons. They help People who are wrestling with passions and vices to cast out any evil promoted by the enemy. And then I have the virtues, which are known to control the elements. So some refer to them as the shining ones, in addition to being the spirits of uh, motion. They assist in governing nature. They assist with miracles and are known for their work, encouraging humans to strengthen their faith in God. I have the... <coughs> principalities who have command over the lower angels they also direct the fulfillment of divine orders they're also known as uh, the princedoms or the rules that they directly watch over large groups of institutions including nations in the church they also ensure the fulfillment of the divine will while these angels are still wise and powerful they are furthest from the god the angelic hierarchy so they're better able to communicate with man in ways that we can understand so this one's like a little bit different than the yeah the lowest orders are the ones that communicate with humans the middle orders have some sort of uh, presence on the physical plane. Yeah, and like the, the ranking. Order. Yeah, seems like the ranking isn't determined entirely by like power or like a hierarchy above one yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, it's... yeah. So many classifications of angels. Uh, one other thing that people who classify angels tend to overlook is there is simply normal angels who 
don't particularly serve any purpose, any special purpose that has been listed. Yeah. And those particular angels, although they do serve their purposes, I am unsure as to what they are, and most people are as well. In fact, I don't think even a patriarch may be able to tell you the whole truth as to what they do. Um, One interpretation although... I heard was that they take the form of, like, guardian angels. Like, when people talk about guardian angels, like, occasionally these angels will, like, perform some specific purpose, you know what I mean? But that's oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, so guardian angels, um, they are kind of real. Um, yeah. I, so I've met some people who have had some experience with them, uh, my girlfriend included. Uh, so she's had an experience with what we believe is one. And uh, so <clears throat> it's, it's pretty strange. So something that everyone listening and everyone in here needs to understand is uh, angels, we can't exactly understand all of them. Uh, it's not like understanding animals it's like understanding some it's like understanding the most complex things in the universe and i can guarantee that we are not going to learn the whole truth about what every single angel does until we pass on yeah so i'm thinking of those higher dimensional beings and that's why we can't understand them completely because we only see three dimensions of them and not the full scope well, then again, they're not necessarily four-dimensional beings. After all, uh, you know, heaven is what it is. It is something beyond. it. Now, the fourth dimension doesn't mean that it is heaven. It just means it's a different plane of existence, theoretical. Um, and, you know, same thing with the second and first dimension we understand those are real and everything beyond we're not quite so sure we think they exist but not quite but when it comes to uh, heaven hell angels demons god and lucifer um we cannot exactly say for certain that they are fourth dimensional or anything but third dimensional so, so I got here that the three angels named in scripture are Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. So they're saying that the Greek word for archangel means archangelos, which means a chief messenger, a chief angel. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Archangel Michael is portrayed with a spear or fiery sword in his hands, casting out the devil. Um, <clears throat> Gabriel appears in several places in the Bible, most importantly. Um, uh, I already mentioned that, but it means uh, his name means God heals and often appears in paintings holding a fish. So Raphael is mentioned in the book of Tobit, the book of scriptures, as part of the Orthodox and Catholic biblical canons. And then, uh... Yeah, yeah. doesn't the Koran provide a physical description of him as having 600 wings? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get into that because I didn't have time to get into the Koran's <clears throat> depiction of angels. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's uh, probably best to avoid that because if we get any Muslim viewers, then... Yeah, we don't want to offend them if we interpret something. Yeah, wrong. I've read the Quran. Uh, it's uh, it's certainly something. So, so Eastern, the, Orthodox, Eastern Orthodoxy has more archangels, though, right? Eastern Orthodoxy has like 
yeah, so there are a mm-hmm. total of seven archangels. Uh, uh, I will, I, I believe it's seven. I, it might be more, but I'll read them off for you uh, here. Um, so, sorry about the... Uh... So, the archangels that uh, exist... They are uh, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, obviously. Uh, Uriel, right? Yeah, Uriel, uh, Metat, uh, Metat, yeah, sorry, Metatron, yeah. There's, uh, you know, Michael, as I said, Gabriel. Um, there's uh, Hanael, who is. Um, Supposed to take a human form. Huh. Uh, there are there are a lot, and you know, the thing about it is, a lot of places don't even understand, uh, you know, what these archangels really are. So, a lot of places you can look to find these things. More often than not, what they are is. Uh, you know, Hindu websites and what have you, uh, that, uh, you know, they basically just, they do not understand what they uh, really are. So, in the Book of Enoch, there's uh, Raguel, then there's, um, apologies, uh, there's Barakael, uh, Anael. Uh, let's see here. So those are just a few of them on top of Michael Gabriel. Uh, there's Selafiel, Jeudiel, uh, Anael, Jophiel, Zadkiel, Lucifer, and then finally Lucifer. And on top of that, there's also... All right, man, you cut out. Oh, my my apologies. I've been... That's, uh, that's okay, because um, I, I don't know if it's me yeah. or, or Discord yeah, talking with yeah. did, did I Did I cut out for anyone else? It's a little yeah. audio yeah. Yeah, uh, I can hear most of it. Yeah, so so what I know is the book of Enoch tells that in ancient times 200 heavenly watchers rebelled against God in heaven, led by the angels Semyaza and Azazel. So the watchers came to earth on Mount Hermon, where they mated with human women, and this resulted in the birth of bloodthirsty hybrid giants, which later led to the Great Flood. So uh, the watchers <coughs> revealed occult secrets to mankind. They went against God's will and taught humans not only the creative arts, but valuable knowledge related to science and technology, agriculture, the use of cosmetic, myrt- uh, metallurgy, medicine, astrology, astronomy, and uh, much more was also a gift for the watchers to mankind. So unfortunately, they also taught humans to wage war. As punishment yes. for giving humans access to so much secret knowledge, God set a great flood to wipe out the watchers. And all the wicked giants, however, some of the fallen angels survived and fled to other countries where they continued to teach mankind occult secrets. Watchers were never destroyed, and their secret knowledge was spread across various cultures. Uh, many would say that their knowledge had survived until this day. And some secret societies are said to be in possession 
of knowledge that was inherited by the Watchers, who were led by Lucifer, the bringer of light. Now, these Ben Elohim, or follow angels, were known as Watchers. The Grigori and the Irin. So, in, in Jewish mythology, the Grigori were originally a superior order of angels who dwelt in the highest heaven with God and resembled human beings in their appearance. Uh, the title Watcher simply means one who watches, those who watch, those yeah. who uh, are awake and those who do not sleep. These titles reflect the unique relationship between the Watchers and the human race since ancient times. In the esoteric Luciferian tradition, there were especially order of angelic beings created by God to be earthly shepherds of the first primitive humans. It was uh, their task to observe and watch over the emerging human species and report back on their progress. However, they were confined by divine prime directive not to interfere with human evolution. Unfortunately, they decided to ignore God's command to defy its orders and become teachers to the human race, with unfortunate repercussions for both themselves and humanity. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Shit. So, so the fallen angel uh, Shemyaza, another form of Azazel, is said by Enoch to have taught humans to use the root cuttings and magical art of enchantment. The fallen angel Amaros taught the uh, resolving or banishing of enchantments. Uh, Barak Ijal taught astrology, Kokabiel, the knowledge of the constellations, and Shazakuel, the knowledge of the clouds and sky, which was like weather and divination. So Sam Sayel, the sign of the sun, the solar mysteries. Uh, Sariel was the courses of the moon and the lunar cycle used in horticulture and agriculture, and the esoteric lunar mysteries. Uh, Penumiel had instructed humans the art of writing and reading, and uh, Kashidan had taught the diagnosis and healing of diseases in the sciences of medicine. So Kokabiel was described as a great angelic uh, prince who rules over the stars. In the, the Sibylline uh, oracles, Araquil is one of the fallen angels who guides the souls of the dead to the judgment of the underworld. Shamsiel is a possible originally a Babylonian sun god, was called the, the prince of paradise because he was one of the guardian angels who watched over the gates to the Garden of Eden. In this role... He took Moses to see the heavenly garden and also watched over the treasures of King David and his son Solomon the Wise. This reference may be spiritual treasures rather than physical gold and jewels. So in the Jewish Zohar, he was named the chief aide de camp to the mighty archangel Uriel and bore his standard into battle. So Sariel was an angel associated with fertility of the earth. And the spring equinox, Sariel was an angel associated with the fertility of the earth. Uh, oh, I mean, he already said that uh, as far as uh, the northern hemisphere is concerned. So he governed the, the martial zodiac sign of Aries, the ram, and was invoked for protection against the malefic power of the evil eye. Uh, oh. Some researchers believe that the, the Watchers were not angelic beings, but they were humans from the righteous lineage of Seth. So Julius Africanus, a Christian traveler and historian of the late the 2nd and uh, early 3rd centuries, wrote the descendants of Seth were called sons of God on the account of the righteous man and the patriarchs who had sprung from him, even That's down to the Savior himself. But the descendants of Cain were named the seed of men, having uh, nothing divided in him on the account of the wickedness of their race and inequality of their nature, being a mixed people and having stirred the indignation of God. But this is one of many opinions of dealing with the identity of the Watchers. The problem with this view is the sons of God are nowhere in Scripture ever signified as descendants of Seth. And every use of the sons of God in the Old Testament is a reference to angelic beings. So uh, we're getting a little yeah. bit darker here. Um, Azazel is a leader of the Watchers, as mentioned before, and was identified with Lucifer or Lumio. In the Quran, it was said that Lucifer... Um, 
it was uh, rebelled against Allah because he was told to bow down and worship the clayborn man of earth of Adam and refused. And he was uh, forced to fight in a battle in heaven with the merc angel Michael and his army of the Lord. As a result, uh, him and his rebels were cast out of heaven and fell down to earth and became the Lord of the world. In the Christian mythology, he failed to falsely identify as a boogeyman <clears throat> Satan. However, esoterically, in the Luciferian tradition, Lumiel or, or, um, was not an evil satanic figure luring managed patient acts of evil the church represents him as, but the angel of God who rebelled against the static established cosmic order set in motion the forces of change and evolution. So it is possible that Lumiel may have originated in Canaan as Shahar, the god of the morning star Venus, who had a twin uh, twin called uh, Shalem, who was also symbolized by the planet Venus, but as the evening star. So these divine bright and uh, dark twins represented a solar light emerging from darkness at night and descending into dusk, where they were children of the goddess Asherah who in archaeological evidence from the Middle East that the Hebrews adopted her worship and settled into Canaan and practiced it alongside reverence of tribal uh, storm god Yahweh. The Old Testament has several references and continued worship Asherah, the queen of the heaven, by the alleged monotheistic Hebrews. This took place in uh, shrines and sacred groves on hills where they made offerings of cakes and incense uh, to goddess. In Canaanite mythology, Shahar the Lord the morning star was cast down from heaven for defying a high god El in the form of lightning bolt, in which uh, he fertilized Mother Earth. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, yeah, because uh, isn't she like a consort of like uh, El or Ball or Ball, depending upon? Uh, I didn't, I didn't get that far into it. I mean, both of those are just titles anyway. Because yeah, I don't, I don't Ball, think they're names. They Ball, might be Mon. like they're. What's it called? Profession, maybe. Um, yeah, like Ball means Lord, and so does L. Bo so, both of those mean Lord. So Azazel is represented as a metalsmith and a fireworking sorcerer magician. He has been compared to the biblical first smith, Tubal Cain, who was a descendant of the half human, half angelic first murderer Cain. The actual name Azazel has variously been translated as God of Victory, the Strength of God, or the Strong God, even the Goat God. The apocryphal apocalypse. Uh, of Abraham, he is called the Lord of the Heathen, suggesting he originally was a pagan god, and he had been identified with the serpent in the Indianic faith, seduced the first woman, mother of all living Eve. In a Persian text known as Um al-Kavib, or the primordial book dating to the 8th century, uh, the angel Azazel is said to have refused to acknowledge the superiority of Adam over the angels, and as a result, Allah expect, uh, expelled him and his rebel angels in heavenly realm to live on earth. And, uh, more generally, in the Islamic lore, Azazel is the angel of death, and he acts as the guide for the souls of the dead. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, what I've come to an understanding with is these um, so-called fallen angels or watchers, they, um, they have broken an order in particular, the, uh, the order in which people were supposed to live after the first sin within the garden. That is, eating from the tree of knowledge. Yeah, so, there's, there was two trees, though, the, chart, the tree of knowledge and the tree of life, right? Yes, there is the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. And before anyone says anything about apples or pomegranates, 
No, neither of those, as the Book of Enoch states, they look like no other tree or fruit in existence. So yeah, something like- they they broke an order. Now there is a longer version of the Book of Genesis, which um, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to give a plug to a guy here, but Pepe's Choice. He made yeah, yeah. You go ahead and plug him. He's we're cool with him. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Pepe's Choice uh, made a, I think it's a six or eight hour long video of a reading of this extended version of the book of Genesis. And as it states, um, Adam was supposed to wait several thousand years for Christ to be born, for him to be able to return to the garden. So essentially what these fallen angels ended up doing, or watchers, depending on what you want to call them. They, um... What they uh, ended up doing to break this order is instead of letting the people live the way they were supposed to, that is living in a way that allows them to not have much power, that being they are not meant to wage war in such ways over one another, not supposed to have such weapons and what have you, not supposed to do what they had done, basically a hunter-gatherer lifestyle living in small villages and what have you. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that was simple. It was to atone for the first sin. That being, um, well, t- taking from the tree of knowledge. Yeah, so so I got in Levit- Leviticus 18, um, uh, 8 through 10, and the Dead Sea Scrolls. A curious Hebrew ritual is recorded that features Azazel as the name for the scapegoat that takes on the communal sins of Israel. It is said that the high priest Aaron took two goats from the flock and cast lots, which... They say in parentheses, you know, practice divination. To, to choose which one would be the scapegoat and sacrificed as a sin offering. The scrolls say that the high priest confessed all the impurities of the children of Israel over the head of Azazel goat. And by ritually symbolic act has transferred all the unfortunate animal of all their guilt and sins. And they could be absolved of them. The goat was then either cast out into the wilderness to die or thrown off a cliff to be dashed to pieces on the rocks below. So this ancient and archetypical concept of the scapegoat sacrifice for the sins of the human race and abandonment in the wilderness is a powerful and a potent motif. It appeared several times in biblical myths, as seen in the story of Cain, who becomes exiled wanderer of earth after being marked by God and banished east of Eden after killing his brother Abel. In a one Jewish legend, the wise King Solomon, a powerful magician who could summon and control demons, fell from grace because he whored after foreign gods, and he was forced by God to leave Jerusalem and wander in the desert disguised as a beggar. Also, after their exodus from slavery in Egypt, Moses and the Israelites were forced to spend 40 years wandering in the desert before they were allowed to enter the Promised Land, Canaan. In ancient Egyptian mythology, the dark god Set is represented as a divine outcast who dwells in the desert, and after she left Adam, the first wife, Lilith, or Lilia, fled to the wilderness away from a human habitation. In the New Testament, Jesus wandered in the wilderness for 40 days and nights, and he was not accepted as a teacher in his own town of Nazareth and was rejected 
As promised Messiah by his people when Jesus was crucified, he symbolically took the role of the sacrificial scapegoat who dies and uh, cleanses the sins of the human race. So uh, it's possible that the account of the ritual that goat god Azazel had been an autumn equinox or harvest uh, rite of Syrian, Hittite, or Canaanite origin adopted by the Hebrews. Originally, a goat would have been selected by means of divination ritual and offered to a desert god or demon that had to be placated by shedding of blood. Eventually, the sacrifice was made to Yahweh as a petition to forgive the sins of the followers. Azazel was popularly believed to have a retinue of hairy he-goat demons known as Sera'i'alim, who, like the Watchers, lusted after human women. cannot be a total coincidence that the church imagined the devil or Satan in the form of a hairy half-human he-goat with massive erect phallus who had they sexual intercourse it. with... They were trying to get it for real, for real. Sabbath. Oh. So, uh, so, so, real but, quick, but I think that's not even Satan. I thought that was the whole uh, what's his name, Baphomet, which uh, it's um, I think that's one of those things where things start to become conflated, right? Like Baphomet and Satan are kind of conflated together, yeah. So I mean, when it comes to like the seven demonic princes and what, yeah, well, you, we'll get uh, into that later. Yeah, yeah. But basically, a lot of them are confused for one another. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, when it comes to, oh, what was it? Um, Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. So you mentioned her. Uh, the thing about her is nowhere is she ever mentioned in the Bible. She is not mentioned in that supposed extended version of the uh, book of Genesis, which goes into great detail about many things, nor is she mentioned in the book of Enoch, nor is she mentioned anywhere else in any sort of apocrypha. Yeah. It's like a purely Jewish thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah so the Pharisees, so let me give you a little history on the Talmud. The Pharisees oh, bled from, from Israel after the death of and resurrection of Christ to Babylon. And 200 years later, they wrote the Talmud. Now, uh, don't get the Talmud confused with the Torah. The Torah is just five books of the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, well, the Talmud is something completely different. So the Talmud state uh, mentions all of that about Lilith. She wanted to be equals with Adam, and God did not much like that. So, uh, she was cast away, and then Eve was created. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it is purely a Pharisee-slash-modern-Jewish piece of, uh, well, let's face it, fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, in reality, um... If any of you have ever read the Talmud, uh, I'm not going to go into much detail on it or my opinions on it, but uh, the things in there you may um, <laughs> well, you may you may speak for yourself as to what they detail about yeah, Christ. It's uh, kind the, of a anti-Christian. Uh, yeah, what would the term yeah. be? Reactionary anti-Christian. Yeah, and I don't know if we can go too ways. much into it without getting canceled. Yeah, but, you know? No, no, it's it's yeah, bad. Yeah. It's real bad. It's yeah, that's yeah, actually it, that it, is it, actually ban worthy to be honest. Yeah, it, it, it is ban worthy, but it, <clears> it goes into detail about Christ and the Holy Virgin Mary herself, the Theotokos. So, uh, 
I, honestly, I'd say we stray away from this topic and let the uh, readers, uh, well, sorry, the viewers. Yeah, do their own research on that one. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, always do your own research, guys. Yeah, we're not just, experts or anything. We're just like guys yeah, who like talking about weird shit. I like, I like to read stuff. That's it. And I do a very bad job explaining it. So, so, so Shimyaza is seen by some of the modern Luciferians, either Emissary Lumiel or one of his avatars as incarnated divine being with human form. He not only fell in love with human women, but also with the Babylonian deity Ishtar, the goddess of love and war. So she promised to have sex with him if he would in return reveal her the secret name of God. So when Shimyaza told her, Ishtar used his forbidden knowledge to ascend to the stars as she reigned over the constellations, the Pleiades and the Seven Sisters, while other watchers were rounded up by archangels and punished by God. Shimyaza voluntarily repented his error and sentenced himself to hang upside down the constellation of Orion the Hunter, with whom he is sometimes identified in the Luciferian tradition. Uh, in the Kabbalistic tradition, Nama, the sister of the biblical first smith Tubal-Kain, seduced Azazel as she had been associated with Ishtar. So uh, we're going to round things up by going to the dark side of things. Because um, you can't have light without the darkness. So, yeah, so, so, so Peter Binsfeld was a German... Bishop, a religious scholar born in Germany in 1540 or 1545, depending on varying sources. So as a child, he was gifted enough to be sent to Rome to study. And when he returned, he became a prominent figure in many anti-Protestant campaigns. So what he's most well known for is a part that he played in the witch trials, in the trier, which uh, took place in 1581 until 1593. So Bensfield wrote an influential piece of, titled of Confessions of Warlocks and Witches which contained the alleged confessions of these individuals that had been obtained through torture and therefore, according to him, should be believed oh. and trusted. So the first of these is Lucifer, who uh, represented the sin of pride, the original and most serious of the seven deadly sins. Uh, as there is an entire article devoted to Lucifer, I won't go too much detail, but regard, uh, Binsfield is referring to Lucifer as a fallen angel. His overwhelming pride led him to believing that he could rule heaven. And so he was cast out and demonized when his rebellion was unsuccessful, the ever-present reminder of the dangers when one allows pride to overcome them. Some consider Lucifer to be the ruler of the seven princes. These accounts often believe Lucifer and Satan are the same individuals. Other classifications who don't agree see Satan as a figurehead of hell, an entity separate from Lucifer. They even sometimes replace Lucifer with another fallen angel figure, such as Azazel, but uh, seemed some information saying that he was cast out in the abyss and not hell itself as divine punishment. And I think it was Gabriel who sent him there in the Book of Enoch. Now, um, let me go into a quick explanation about hell and whatnot real quick. So, hell was not created by Lucifer or Satan, although they are both the same individual. Yeah. Uh, hell was created by God as punishment and there are a total of three places you can go when you die there is heaven there is hell and there's what's known as true hell or the great abyss in which uh azazel was supposedly cast into i'll get into that here in a moment because don't the greeks so, call it tartarus uh well tartarus or hades is what they call hell uh and they call heaven paradise um so the uh, real hell is, well, hell in of itself is basically just fiery pits and what have you. Don't listen to Dante. He just wrote that for shits and giggles. There's no layers to it. True hell is the complete absence of God. 
basically uh cruelty squad uh divine light severed you are now a uh flesh automaton animated by neurons that that is what the true hell is complete absence of the divine light no feeling of the holy spirit oh reddit moment yeah, so <laughs> going on Reddit um, is hell. <laughs> now, as for as for Azazel being cast oh, into shit. this pit, uh, that's not quite the case according to the Book of Enoch, where he was in fact imprisoned in heaven. Now, as for Lucifer, his rebellion took place not as one of the Watchers, but in the Book of uh, I forget which book it is, but it's within the New Testament to where he is finally cast down into hell. That might be in Revelations. Uh, I I just read the book of Revelations recently in Greek, and I do not recall ever reading that. Uh, it's it's in a slightly earlier book where that's mentioned. But uh, yes, so that's uh, yeah, that's what we're dealing with here with that sort of thing. So Azazel is basically just locked up. He, uh, you know, bound in chains and basically just kept there to gawk at and throw tomatoes. Now, now if her talk, I don't know if you heard about the whole uh, giant of Afghanistan, but there was like similar shit talking about how under there was like these tunnel network near Ur in Iraq, and it was like a like a dam or some shit, but like there was these uh, caverns where supposedly they found a fallen angel that's bound, but he's supposedly one of the Angels of the Apocalypse. So he's supposed to be one of the four writers, and I guess when the day comes, he's released. So I don't know if you heard about the, that. the giant of Kandahar. No, so it's it's sort of related to that story somehow because I think they had to contact this guy to ask him about the giants and shit. But I, mm. it's been a while since I heard about it. But yeah, that's sort of tied to that story somehow because the military is involved in that shit. Yeah. But so, uh, not to get too far yeah. off topic, but. So, so the the second demon Binsfield mentioned is Mammon, whose name roughly translates to mean money, and I'm sure you guessed he is the embodiment of our next sin greed in Scripture. Mammon <laughs> isn't necessarily a physical being, more a concept surrounding money, wealth, and greed. So over time, this began to change, and during the Middle Ages, Mammon became more than just a concept. He was personified as a demon of greed in numerous pieces of art, literature, and thus uh, some scholars began to classify him as uh, one of the princes of hell who would enslave those who were driven by greed and the accumulation of wealth. At times, Mammon could be confused with Beelzebub, though they both can be seen as demons' greed, and greed and gluttony aren't necessarily the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, third, the third prince of hell is Asmodeus, who represented the sin of lust. So from what we know about Asmodeus comes from the book of Tobit, as well as other Talmudic stories such as the construction of the Temple of Solomon. Many saw his role as spreading lust through the land from common people to kings and queens. Nobody was safe. In the book of Tobit, he fell in love with a woman named Sarah and prevented her from marrying anyone else. He also killed seven of her husbands that night at their wedding just before they could consummate the marriage. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, seven husbands? She had seven husbands? She just, uh, just back to back? I, I, I kind of wonder if they suitors. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking suitors yeah. and not husbands, because that makes that more makes sense, sense than having seven uh, husbands. Yeah, suitors does make a lot more so, sense. So this is probably again, being translated from an old language to English, and it's probably not 
Like women committing polygamy back then yeah, would be no go. Yeah, yeah. This, I think this is before the whole open relationship shit got me. Thought yeah. moment. Thought moment. So some something I've come to understand about. So uh, there is a big misconception about uh, what language the Torah and Old Testament were originally written in. It wasn't Hebrew. Hebrew is newer. It was written in Aramaic. Yeah. And yeah. the New Testament yeah. was originally written in Greek. So yep. uh, there is a somewhat of a, dif a difficulty in translating uh, especially ancient Greek uh, into English and Aramaic into English, although Aramaic is a lot easier to understand than Hebrew, but uh, I digress. Uh, the Greek Bible, the Greek New Testament, is... Uh, well, essentially, it goes into great detail into uh, a lot of things that we don't get out of the any of the English Bibles, even the literal translation Bibles, but most of those are just Mormon nonsense. And, well, also, uh, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses. After all, in those, they literally call God Jehovah. But, uh, yeah, so... It's a little difficult to translate them into English. However, if you know Greek, it is surprisingly easy to learn. It is a very set-in-stone language. It does not change very much. So so the eighth husband, Tobias, was lucky enough not to suffer a similar fate. So following the advice given him by Archangel Raphael, he was able to repel the demon. He placed a fish's heart and a liver over some burning coals, and when Asmodeus visited them that evening, the smell caused him to flee, where he would later be bound by Raphael. The, oh, Talmud, the, the Testament of Solomon, Asmodeus has numerous encounters with Solomon, where there's a passage that mentions him marrying Lilith and taking her as his demon queen. His appearance can vary, but most of the time you see him as part man, part animal hybrid. So the Kabbalah explains this as him being a Cambian, a half-human, half-demon offspring of his mother, a succubus and his father, King David. So the fourth demon prince, according to Bensfield, was Leviathan, which was represented the sin of envy. So this one may seem a little odd, as most of you uh, think the Leviathan, you think of an enormous sea monster, not exactly something you would assume would be found in hell. So it's dozens of interpretations of meaning across numerous religions. But the association with envy and the princes of hell that Bensfield speaks of is a Christian concept. So the Italian philosopher and Catholic priest Thomas Aquinas uh, described it as a demon responsible for punishing those guilty of envy by swallowing them whole. So the Leviathan is often seen representing the gates of hell. The Anglo-Saxon art, the entrance of hell, seems a gaping mouth of a monster known as the Hellmouth, or the jaws of hell, with the Leviathan being seen as all sorts of creatures, from a giant sea serpent to a large whale or even a crocodile. It's likely that the creature's gaping more was enough to influence this uh, Anglo-Saxon motif. Yeah. So, I'm... Here is something that a lot of people don't know about the Seven Deadly Sins. It is a, if I'm not mistaken, 1400s. Yeah, uh, it is. If I'm not mistaken, so by the like time. Yeah, because yeah, this is yeah, a later 13, thing than the Bible. But it, oh, yeah, it wasn't, later. no, it, it's not mentioned in the Bible at all. Yeah. Uh, anywhere. It's, um, it's a it Catholic thing. By, yeah, it was created by the Roman Catholic Church. Now, honestly... Uh, even as someone of the Greek Orthodox Church, I still follow and understand the rules of the seven deadly sins. However, I disagree that the seven deadly sins are all but one. 
in my opinion, the greatest sin, and from where all sins stem from, is lust. Uh, lust for money, lust for power, lust for food, lust for anything. And, uh, you know, obviously those can be split up into different categories, but to lust after something does not mean it has to be sexual. For example, Eve lusted after the fruit of knowledge, not because she was sexually attracted to it. No, it's because she was well, told that it would bring her great knowledge, and so she lusted for that knowledge. Lust after, lusting after what other people have, envy. It, it's yeah, they're it's quite, intertwined. Yeah. Now they just yeah, watch murder really, shows instead. Yeah, it, it's all uh, it's all intertwined to lust. Uh, now, of course, the um, the seven deadly sins, though, even as a member of, well, even as being part of the Greek Orthodox Church myself. You are, um, you would not be ostracized in any way for understanding them and following the, uh, following that information, uh, if you can call it following, uh, or even a living by avoiding that because, well, it doesn't hurt you to avoid sin in your day to day life. Not at all. In fact, it helps you. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, really all interesting stuff yes. yeah i understood the whole anti seven daily thing sin thing certain christians do to be honest it's like like That's oh it's right. made up by the catholic church later and it's like i mean yeah but it's still good at, it's like still good life advice well, guy that's right antithesis to the sins that the seven heavenly virtues yeah now they include temperance is one of them i don't remember the other ones but Patience. they're direct opposites of the, the seven deadly sins yeah, so the, the fifth demon prince is Beelzebub, the Lord of Gluttony. So another name you may also see is the Lord of the Flies or the Flyers. And I do like first ability to fly. So Beelzebub is a figure who can be traced back through numerous civilizations and religions in the, in the Testament of Solomon. He is often a fallen angel associated with Lucifer, but he doesn't necessarily have a particular domain. He just behaves in a generic demonic manner, causing men to worship demons and turn on each other, succumbing to lust, jealousy, murder, just all-around troublemaker. Uh, the Dutch demonologist Johan Vieter saw him as the chief lieutenant to Lucifer, integral to a successful revolt against the devil. Uh, John Milton also shared this view in Paradise Lost. Beelzebub is a fallen angel who, along with Ashtaroth, is second only to Lucifer in terms of hierarchy. While Bensfield considered him to be the lord of gluttony, it's hard to say why others equated him to the false god of pride and envy demon. Uh, the sixth prince of hell is undoubtedly... Most well-known, Satan, the Lord of Wrath. So in Peter Brinfield's classification, we can assume that he says Satan, he's referring to the Christian interpretation in early modern period from the 16th century onward, just after the Middle Ages. So from 1480 onwards, the hysteria around the... Is someone snoring? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, So the six... So the hysteria and the idea of witches became to spiral out of control in some European countries. So uh, France and uh, Bensfield native Germany were two of the most notorious examples. So Heinrich Kramer and uh, Jacob Sprengler's Malice Maleficarum was published in 1487, which means the witch's hammer if you don't speak Latin. And uh, this is uh, explained all sorcery was rooted in the work of Satan. And thus uh, we see Satan's association with the warlocks and witches. In the Middle Ages, Satan was always depicted as a pitiful, repulsive, noble power. 
But now with the fear of witchcraft on the rise, naturally Satan would become the demon that people feared, and so much that the church turned its attention away from the other religions to focus on now Satan. Simple belief in him has thought to lead Christians astray. And so our final demon is Prince uh, Belfegor, the Lord of Sloth. So Bensfield saw him as the chief of laziness, and though he does have a point that there is more to his character, you wouldn't be wrong to argue that he is better suited as a prince of manipulation and deceit. So Belfagor takes on many forms, choosing whichever one he feels will convince his victims into doing his bidding. Uh, he convinces, seduces, manipulates humans in creating ingenious inventions that will make them rich. A whisper or a nudge in a certain direction that leads to amazing discoveries. By the Wendy's complete, uh, the wealth and the esteem are snatched away by Belfagor. So he may not be the most imposing or terrifying demon, but he is... Uh, about as cunning and deceitful as they come. Yeah. Corrupty. So that's all I got on angels, unless anybody has anything else to talk about. That is quite the uh, pantheon there. Holy. Well, I was going to say, I mean, does anyone here... Um, I looked into it like a little bit, but it's not enough to like go into a whole tangent on, right? But does anyone here have any like information? It's like people always claim that they're kind of... Um, angels are tied into Zoroastrianism, right? Yeah, and like while there is some sort of like similarity, there's not. It's not like like you can compare Azazel to Pr Prometheus, right? And the stories kind of match up pretty well. Yeah, in terms of like the angels as like the quote unquote angels of Zoroastrianism versus like Christianity yeah. or even well, Judaism, it just doesn't really <clears throat> seem as similar. Yeah, well, I mean, if you listen to what the Book of Enoch has to say about them, uh, it makes sense that these other religions would begin to pop up because, well, they're simply bastardizations of what happened. So Nordic mythology, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, uh, Egyptian, you know, a lot of those things are mere bastardizations of what truly happened now for anyone asks yes i am a uh, on a i am a uh, zealous christian and i don't care what you have to say about that just know that i'm not blind i do a lot of research on the topic yeah we, we bring I've, on people of many faiths so we don't we don't yeah. hold one group of people yeah. over another even though some of our well, audience the, might have issues with that oh yeah yeah but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, just, I've spent, since I first converted, I've just spent a lot of my time researching and reading on these topics and comparing and contrasting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like okay. to thank everybody who made it out here today. I understand it's the holidays, and you always put your family first, you know, don't put this show over your family. Um, next year, we're going to try to start streaming on rumble since we are pretty much dead on youtube i, I don't think it's safe to, for our show to stream anymore on youtube i'm not even sure if it's safe to show text-to-speech videos but we'll probably just turn it into like a advertising channel to just advertise new t-shirt designs and then promote the show i think that's all we can do with our channel i don't know if i want to start up a, a backup channel on youtube but it has been suggested by a couple of people but maybe just with the uh just with the Texas speech stuff or something, because I mean it might still get pop, but it's less likely to. Yeah, so so we're, we're trying to push for Rumble. We need a hundred subscribers there, so we can go live on Rumble. Um, 
Gab TV doesn't have the equipment to do live streaming, but when that does, that'll probably be better than Rumble. Um, and with that, I'm going to end the show and play us out. But our next episode, there's there's a guy who claims to be a uh, targeted individual. He claims that the NSA had targeted him to use him in a mass shooting. He broke free from our programming, so he has his own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get his story, we're going to probably watch it, take oh, some notes, oh, and then I, we'll I, have I, him back on. I just saw a thing, by the way, before we end this class, that I guess the um, I guess the feds were like targeting people with autism and trying to like radicalize them on purpose. They would. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like definitely like some believe. They, they noticed thing. our superpowers because we're a resistant against <laughs> propaganda. Yeah, autists are resistant to propaganda. Therefore, not, the not immune. Not immune. Just resistant. <laughs> With that, to run cover for we, uh, for Corey. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play this out. You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shannon Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoy your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KMB and are signing off. <laughs>